You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. All right, guys, time for another podcast, and this time we're coming to you live from Colorado. Well, it's not really live, but um, sitting here in the cabin, we rented on Airbnb. Um, we just recorded this podcast. It's going to go live, drop, go on the air, launch, however you want to say it, on Tuesday, the 6th of November. So this this podcast was fun because we're right here in the mix of um, Colorado third season rifle mule deer hunt. Um, you're going to have to tune in to see what's happened so far um, and what's happening in the future. Um, but I wanted to talk to you, as always, about the King's Camel Gear. We've been rocking a bunch of different stuff on this hunt, uh, given the weather, um, layering up, because it's snowing like crazy. Um we're layering up with all kinds of different pieces. Um, pretty much been rocking my um, my merino wool base layer top, um, covered up by either well, mostly just a windstorm jacket, just as a windbreak and um, to keep me dry from the the snow as I'm hiking. But <clears throat> when I sit down, I'll throw on my transition jacket um, underneath my windstorm jacket, and then of course we're running the blaze orange vests which are awesome um they're not a chintzy cheap uh mesh vest at all they're dang nice so check those out and um also been rocking the preacher pants which i know we've talked about these before but i've rocked them in idaho on that mule deer hunt and i've been wearing them for two days now here in colorado and i can't say enough about them the 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 zip vents down from your hip uh, down the back of your thigh on both sides are money when you're hiking. My legs are, usually stay pretty warm anyway, so I never, well, hardly ever run my base layer on my bottom half. Um, I just get too hot. So like hiking, zip those down, stay pretty cool. When I get to where I need to go, sit down to glass or whatever, zip them up, keep the heat in. Um, and then New to this trip, I'm not no stranger to gators, but I've been rocking the King's Gators this trip, and they have been awesome as well. So whatever you need, um, whatever your price point, King's has you covered from the Hunter. They're the classic, the Hunter, and the XKG series. They've got what you need. And when you shop at kingscamo.com, don't forget to use our discount code, SAHN, that's S-A-H-N. That'll save you a little bit off the top. Uh, about 15%. So that includes sale items. So um, without further ado, we're going to drop this podcast now. Um, Hope you enjoy. (laughs) Ryan's wearing some risque. I am. I'm just keeping my leg kind of cocked up. You guys have to look right at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm across from it. 
I'm not across from it, and I just can't stop looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, all right, uh, let's, uh, let's introduce everybody. Yeah, let's go uh, start here with Andrew and go that way, like we're doing cards. Hi, I'm know? Andrew Polk. I'm Jeff O'Driscoll. McCade Cox. Ryan Dumville. And I'm Ian Duclo. And uh, we are sitting here in the cabin for 2018 Colorado Deer Camp. Yep. And I have an elk tag, so also elk camp. This is the evening of day two. It is. And I just got here today, under this evening, but some exciting stuff happened while I was gone. <clears throat> yeah, we had some bomb chili last night. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> That's all yeah, you from need a to know. button buck that was a year old, or I mean, a, a week old. <laughs> a sorry, week old. <laughs> but he might. The buck might have been a year, and not even no week old chili. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad freezing it, but it, it turned out good. Yeah, Ryan made some good chili last night. I've never had something like that. You, what did you say was the secret ingredient? The brown sugar adobo? and chipotle chilies in adobo. Adobo. Adobo, man. I don't know what adobo is. Not I've, adobe, but adobo. I think those are extinct now. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Must have been expensive to get your hands on that. Yeah. And then tonight, freaking Andrew made some awesome panfish casserole. Rockfish. 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 Rock Straight from Alaska. How'd you, how'd you acquire that? <clears throat> Caught it in Alaska. It's the manliest stuff I ever heard. I try. How do you catch a rockfish, dude? It's actually not that impressive. Um, they just like <laughs> went to hang to out on some. Yeah, <laughs> they like to hang out on some rocky structure, and they'll pretty much hit anything you put in front of their face, whether it's bait, plastics, guts from salmon, whatever. Hmm. They'll bite just about anything if you put it in front of them. There's a limit on them up there, though, right? Yep. And what What is the limit? <clears throat> uh, for those, that one was black rockfish, so um, not actually up to date. On the regs, but I think when I was working up there, it was five a day. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. How long ago was that, that you were working up there? My last summer was 2015. So not terribly long ago. Yep. Crazy. And they're pretty much dead. Like, you, you rip them up out of the water and they're dead. Uh, that specific species isn't. Oh, um, Yeah. The, the yellow eyes and some of those other species... They can't handle the pressure change very well. Gotcha. Yep. And you shared that with everyone tonight. I did. Yep. That's awesome. That's dude. one of my amazing. go-tos for a big group of people. Oh, it was so, so good. Delicious. I made that at home, froze it, and then brought it here, and it was easy. Just threw it in the oven, heated it up, and we had it tonight. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks Topped for sharing. Topped it off with a yeah, little Frank's sure. Red Hot. Oh, man. Yeah. It was good. Secret ingredient. And you just shot. I'm going to start with this. You just shot your first mule there, right? That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a crazy story. Yeah. We think it was a mule deer. <laughs> we got to tell that whole story because it's. <laughs> okay, so you, Andrew, and Cade were hunting together, right? Jeff. And Jeff was there? Yep. The three of us. The oh, the three, three of, of you. Us. Okay, yep. I thought it was just the two of you. Nope. Okay. That's why we're doing this. So we don't forget. Got to get Ian caught up on the last I two know. days. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why I'm. That's how we're podcasting. That's why I'm pulling this out of you because I want to know. So I guess. You want to start, Cade? Um, so we got up here Friday night, Friday afternoon, really met up with Ryan. He went and checked another spot. Um, Andrew wasn't here yet. He was driving. So Jeff and I went and checked a spot, kind of an area we'd hunted last year. And really we saw deer, but they were all on private. We ended up seeing four little bucks 
biggest was a little three point. Phone scoped them for a minute. A couple of them sparred for ten seconds. It was kind of fun to watch, but <clears throat> didn't see anything that really got us excited. But we didn't have time to really get out and explore. Um, so we tried to throw together a quick game plan Friday night of what we wanted to do, and decided that we would hike into an area um, that we had seen several good bucks in last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's what we did. We we woke up. I don't know, not super early, but we got there right at, as it was starting to get light and hiked in. Right as all the shots were cracking off at first light. Somebody yeah. pulled up right off the road <laughs> behind us as we were hiking in and was shooting just uphill from us, um, pretty much parallel with us. Damn. And it, it was crazy. The driver got out even and shot from the road. I was like, holy really? crap, what's going on? Wow. But then we hiked over the ridge. You we, were the first one over the top, Jeff. Yeah, we came around the corner probably only, man, like 500 yards from where those guys were shooting from the road and jumped a couple bucks, watched them. We weren't really ready to shoot, so they kind of took off. I think I don't I don't think we spooked them too much. They just kind of trotted up over the hill away from us. I think they were already kind of running from the shots. Yeah. If so I anyway, we knew we, first year we saw opening morning, four bucks. Ten minutes out of the truck. <laughs> so Pretty we good. we uh, but from then on, man, it was snowing. It was Snow, bad weather. Crazy. Tons of hunters up there everywhere around us, and so we just decided to kind of make a push into higher elevation. And well, we pu- we pushed up into some trees where we saw a girl harvest a stud buck last year. Yeah, we were all taken back when we saw it. We. It was crazy. Yeah, it was just so, a meat buck for them, too. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make a push into those trees, and um, right about the time we were coming up, well, th- we had to cross through this little drainage, and right about the time we got to the drainage, like, the snow just socked us in, and we couldn't even hardly see the trees we wanted to be in. Zero visibility. It was crazy. So Andrew had broken off from us and was hiking up that ridge from a different direction, and Jeff and I were going to go... Um, kind of parallel him and on the other side this little canyon little drainage and we bumped some deer out of there right as we saw some other hunters come out of the woods like what the freak man (laughs) and with no visibility going up to that spot wasn't really going to pan out the way we wanted it because the whole purpose of getting up there was so we could see back off into the backside where Dylan killed his buck last year so we decided to scoot up through the trees, and we met up with Andrew. And from there, the the weather was still terrible, and we were just kind of like threw our hands up in the air, didn't know what to do. So we had seen some does too. They, so we kicked some does up over in front of Andrew, and you were checking those out, making sure there was no buck, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting to see if a buck was gonna come up after they came over the hill, but. Last thing after them was you guys. Yeah. You guys came up. We, we were in an area, though, that was kind of bordering private, and we had the Onyx up, and we are just trying to stay inside the Which was the public challenge. lands. <laughs> I mean, his, yeah. you have to be super attentive to your Onyx. Right. Yeah, here's nuts. Because there's no markers. I mean, there are, but very few. Yeah, whatever that between. minimum distance is, and it's really only marking the BLM, so it's mm-hmm. hard to tell exactly what's going on. Yeah. So we decided, we were kind of getting discouraged just with the weather more than anything you know and so we were jeff's like well 
What if we drop back down here, kind of the way we came, we push a little lower through some of this flat stuff, sagebrush terrain, basically. We're just trying to follow it like this, the, the edge of the BLM, mm -hmm. just to try to cover as much as we could before we went back to the truck. Sweep through it, make sure we didn't miss anything. And, I don't know, probably a quarter way back to the truck, we started seeing deer. <laughs> And we saw more deer and more deer and even more deer. And it was just like, holy crap. And we, I mean, we all had our glass up and there were bucks everywhere. Bucks running to other bucks and feeding bucks and running bucks, sitting bucks. <laughs> Probably an Indian name, squatting buck or squatting something. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of deer. So we decided we were going to make a game plan. I mean, this is like low rolling sagebrush hills, so there's not a lot of cover, not a lot of terrain to hide behind. But what little rolling hills we had, we decided we were going to use to put between us and the deer and try to drop down below and come up on this other hill so we could get a shot at them. Mm -hmm. And then we did. We came up over, and we could still see the deer that ran kind of away from us, and they met up with some other deer that were feeding, but... We came up over this little ridge, and there were deer right in the bottom. And we, I don't know, decided who was going to shoot, if anyone wanted to shoot. and Nobody did, so I decided I was going to shoot at this little buck. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said I was going to hold out, <laughs> but, you know. This was one of the, the few times in these last two days that we were in a position where the deer didn't know we were there quite entirely, yeah. and we had time to set up, get laid down in good prone position, range them, dial the scopes in. I was sitting. He was sitting. Yep. I had the backpack set up, and that, so I wasn't super stable, mm. which was my downfall. But I was trying to get closer. If I would have laid down, sagebrush would have been in my way because they were down off the hill. Yeah. So I shot and missed a couple times, <laughs> and the deer ran off. But these deer were the closest to us, and then, like McCade said, they were spread out over probably a quarter of a mile from, you know, 200 yards to 1,000 yards away from us, just kind of a big string of deer. We knew they were there. They weren't And really every time anywhere. you'd look like a different direction to the left, it was like, oh, there's a deer. There's another deer. Well, look at those deer up there. You know, it was like, <laughs> it, there was, we were not lacking for a deer. For reference, all. McKay's pointing all over the room. Is <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so Jeff, like, starts hightailing it, and I'm sitting there tucking tail and following behind like a whip puppy, you know. And Andrew and I are kind of moseying along, and Aunt Jeff gets up on this hill, and he's like, there's a big buck, get down. We're like, okay. <laughs> so we like kind of work our way up this hill, and Jeff's sitting there like getting all ready. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I kind of like sneak up there. He's like, get out, get out. Like, okay. I still don't see what he's looking at yet. <clears throat> Throw the pack down, and he's like, there's bucks right over there. Wait, wait, let me back up okay. to, to my point of view of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was only maybe 100 yards at the most ahead of them. And I, I knew as I come up over this rise, I, there was probably going to be deer in the next little drop. And so I, I get up to the rise before I, I skyline myself and I pull my vinyls up. And the first deer I see is just like a solid, nice frame buck. Like there's a shooter buck, first shooter buck I had seen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm going to shoot this buck. These guys are behind me. They don't want to hustle. I'm going to shoot this <laughs> buck. So I kind of like threw my stuff down, started getting stuff set up, find a range. And then by then they got caught up to me and I was trying to point them out, hey, you know, there's there's a few bucks, there's this buck. And then it just kind of all happened really fast from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
so yeah, I got up next to you, and then you you had said there was a big buck. We got up next to you, and then we were. I pulled up my rifle, and we were all looking. We're all looking through like, our scopes, and I'm like, oh, that I don't want to shoot that buck. That buck doesn't look that great. Yeah, so I'm assuming this buck <laughs> has changed all of a sudden. Like, okay, I'm like, I'll, I would shoot one. Andrew, do you want to shoot a buck? And he's like, yeah, but he's looking through his binos. Yeah. It's like, what the crap? So I'm laying down. I'm looking at this buck. I'm like, he's a decent buck, and go over to the other one who is standing, same elevation, just 20 yards behind him. I'm like, yeah, uh, they look pretty much like the same. And Jeff's like, yeah, I don't want to shoot one. And I, like, pull my eye back from the scope, and I look at those deer, and I saw a body up, like, right in between them, just higher elevation. Like a triangle, kind of. Yeah, and this deer had a different colored coat. It looked, it blended in more. It wasn't as dark looking. And I'm like, there's another buck. And I like pull up my scope. And I'm like, Jeff, I'm shooting this buck. <laughs> and he's like, he's like in the process of telling me not to. And I'm like, click. And I had the safety on, which I kind of flinched. So I was glad that. Uh, get that out of the way. Yeah. And he's like, hang on, let me get on him. I'm like, I'm going to shoot this buck. He's going to run. I'm going to shoot this buck. Anyway. I scores one off. Well, Jeff had given me a range. I dialed the turret. I scores one off and saw him kick. And he ran, went up on top of the hill, and I kept watching him through the the scope. And he started like doing the wobble, death wobble. And he he started doing it as soon as he skylined, so we could all see him very clearly. He was doing the death wobble right <coughs> and on the skyline. As soon as he skylined, we were like, "Holy, he's buck. going down!" <laughs> and then it was like those other bucks just ran like. I don't know, 40 yards across the hill, same elevation, and like stopped. And we're like, Andrew, do you want to shoot one of those bucks? Shoot another buck! And shoot I'm, another buck! I look at <laughs> Andrew, and he's still got his binos. Like, I don't even know where your gun was at this point. And I'm like, uh, my gun's already set up. Just use my gun. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he lays down, and this buck like turns and faces us. He's standing by this bush. I'm like, he's right by that bush. Do you on him? He's like, yeah, yeah, you just want me to hold the crosshairs on him? I'm like, yep, same range. <laughs> just shoot. <laughs> so Andrew's laying down and just cracks one off, and that buck just drops in his tracks. We're like, did that just freaking happen? <laughs> did we just double down? And I'm sure there was some hugging and some high fives, and I don't know what else happened. But <laughs> It was a short freakout session. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, had Jeff wanted to shoot another buck, like the size, we could have Andrew, totally got he, three bucks in three trifecta. minutes. Dang! And as the story goes later, but Jeff could have had Jeff or Ryan when Ryan showed up. Either one of them could have had an opportunity to, for like, the next like, four hours. We had several more opportunities. They just kept coming Dang. back. It's like they wanted to be part of the party. Why? We why wouldn't we let go them. there today because you didn't show up till four o'clock. That's <laughs> a fact. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have anything to add to this? Andrew, what, no. what's your is that, perspective? Is that on everything that? covered? Is that how the story went? Yeah, exactly. How, what were so, you thinking? Well, what was in your head? McCain's like, shoot a buck and <clears throat> use my gun. Well, the only thing that I was thinking when I was looking for that buck is there was a lot of little ones running around. So I was trying to find the one that they were talking about, and I'm not sure if I ended up on that one or not, but I That's found one I was that had a at. huge swollen neck yeah. and a darker rack that went wider than its ears. All the other ones were just little forks running around. So I found one that I liked and put the crosshairs on them and pulled the trigger. 
You're just all methodical. Yeah. Just strictly science. I went through a little checklist and then, yeah. He was so yeah, calm, dude. just like like he'd been doing it all day long. I guess <laughs> and first mule deer, but it's not your first deer, right? You know, th- this would go really well with some photos, so people should check them out on your Instagram page. Yeah. Well, but it's kind of funny because this deer, it is my first mule deer, but if they look at the rack, it looks just like a whitetail. It does kind of come There's forward. There's no huh? fork. It's just... You it's know, like a main in the whitetail world. It's a seven yeah. seven pointer. Really? Yeah, it's got one. You know, out here we call them brow or eye guards, yeah. but brow tines mm-hmm. in the whitetail world. Yeah. So yeah, it's a seven pointer. <laughs> yeah, we're like yeah. the wow. guy from Minnesota who <laughs> wants to shoot a mule deer kills yep. the only one out here that looks like a whitetail. Well, they have them out here. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> yeah. And talking to the taxidermist later, he said that they've actually seen that quite a bit around here. I was like, is there some like intermixing going on? Is that some possible? hybrids? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Wow. He said, "Yeah, we've seen actually some mule deer that look more like white tails with their racks." It's like, oh, interesting. So not as unique as wow. we thought. Wow, very cool. Yeah. So I guess it, is it official for you that you got a mule deer or not? Yeah. Are you gonna do this again? <laughs> I'll do it again for sure. Not one and done here. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's hooked. Like, <laughs> is next year your first mule deer, or is this year your first? This mule deer? was the first mule deer. Right on, dude. Yeah. I'm stoked. Luckily, for you. I have some pictures to prove it. Because <laughs> once that's European mounted, it's gonna look just like a white tail. <laughs> that's a big old head. Yeah. I want to keep the ears. Yeah. Because exactly. those ears are definitely mule deer ears. <clears throat> He's a cool in your deer, freezer. Though. Pull them out just to prove to people. Yeah. yeah. Andrew <laughs> told me afterwards that the only thing he was bummed about is he had gone through all this work. Getting his rifle set up and his bullets and everything. In fact, that morning before we left the cabin, his he had gotten uh, he ordered a custom turret for his scope, and oh, man. we mounted that thing before we left the cabin that morning. And he used my gun, so he's like, "I still don't yeah. know how my gun shoots. I don't know how the bullets perform." It's a bummer. It's time will come. It's time yeah. will come next yeah. year. Like yeah, yeah. So I was making my way. Out of the woods. I was hunting that morning separate from McKay, Jeff, and Andrew. Get a text from McKay, and he's like, hey, like two bucks down, and like my jaw hits the floor. I'm just like, no way. I'm like, sweet, because I'm freezing. I'm not seeing any animals. I'm hiking out. Get to my truck. Get to them. And it was a circus. There was deer everywhere. I'm like, McCade's like, hey, man, where you at? I'm like, dude, I'm right under the hill from you. And I, I call it like the mule deer thud when they're bounding on all fours. And I heard yeah. like a limb crack, and I just hear that and I'm like, and I look, and there's like a, a decent buck. Like, I would have shot him, but didn't have my rifle because McCade's like, yeah, just bring your pack. That's all you should need. Like, because I'm thinking, I'm just going to haul <laughs> I me. you just bring your rifle. And maybe, with, with me falling on my gun twice, <laughs> yeah. it ended up being a foot low and a foot to the right or something stupid. Jeff and I had to recite it in. It was just a cluster, man. So I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to risk it. Yeah. You know, I left the rifle in the truck and just showed up and we got these deer quartered up and out of there and made quick work of it. But yeah, there was deer yeah. everywhere, man. Um, Ryan was a beast. He shows up with a empty Kafaru pack and like takes basically a full deer out. <laughs> you guys are fighting over who's got the hooves. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, my job's pack meat. I love packing meat. <laughs> Go for it. That's why we called you. <laughs> it was, it was a good time, man. I always say you got to like to suffer a little bit being a, you know, backcountry hunter, whether it's elk, deer, or whatever, yeah. it, there's that like kind of mental toughness you got to have. And 
I remember walking off the mountain. I told McKay, I was like, man, I ran a half Ironman, which is 70.3 miles. And that pretty much sucked like that. There, you know, this was like, I can stop when I want. No one's got like a gun to my head saying like the finish line is there, buddy. Yeah, you know, not racing a clock really. Yeah. So I, you know, I call those, those like those moments of grit, right? It might not be hunting, but it's like, you know, some other thing in your life that you got through and it took some kind of mental fortitude or whatever. So I always think of that when I'm like hitting rock bottom or don't want to hunt anymore, or you're just like mentally, you're just like, yeah, you got to tap into that other side of you that you, you know, is there that can say, put one foot in front of the other. And when we talked about it, like what's more memorable, like jumping out of the truck and shooting one off the road. I'm not like condoning that, but like, or, knocking on it it, condoning it either one i I, whatever you do but like what has like the more lasting memory like suffering like wishing you would die like when you're packing out or jumping out and shooting off the road like i think the memory sticks and it makes for a better story when you suffered a little bit you know at least i i like telling people the story of last year's hunt of dylan's buck more than i like telling the story of my own buck i know like (laughs) <laughs> because we suffered more. That's that was brutal. It's a cool story. It was, and it, we're gonna remember it forever because it sucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the kind of story that everyone starts gasping in the room, like, "Oh no, you did not!" And then when you're done, there's like all these girls like feeling your muscles and stuff. <laughs> Has that happened to you before? I tell that story not that often, but <laughs> yes. So do we want to talk about today, too? Yeah. Might as well, I guess. I guess Jeff and Kate have the best story of the day. I don't know where to start. We, we got up With early, first of all, because it's daylight savings closed. time. That was, McDonald's the, was closed. That was the story of so the day. So the day started out terrible. <laughs> we had to eat disgusting donuts. It's all uphill from there. We, yeah. uh, we just kind of threw a pin at the onyx maps and tried something different today so went and tried some blm that was a lot more accessible than what we hunted saturday so there were a lot more people but uh we hiked a hiked a ridge and there were probably six other hunters across the canyon from us there's probably like 10 they just were coming out of the woods shots ringing off everywhere like dang the day before and not not too much happened i saw six does with one little two-point buck off of the backside and then saw a couple coyotes that kind of ruined the area for me actually took a shot at one after mccade caught up to me (laughs) he did i got on video nice didn't hit it didn't hit it it was a long shot it was was. so we uh we kind of just moseyed out of there and decided to go try something else yeah meanwhile Andrew and uh, Ryan, they had been up there with us, but they decided that they were going to go take Andrew's meat to the processor. And that's the last we heard it from them until like this evening. We didn't and know those what guys, You guys hiked a ton today too still, right? You both look like you're about to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah, almost Yeah, tough bedtime. day for me. I'm sure it was just an average Headwind. day for Ryan. But <laughs> oh, no. Mr. It was, Half Iron Man. Yeah. It was tough, man. Snow and wind in your face the whole way and... Yeah, yeah, we got in. We pulled our sunglasses out to shield because it was just like that hard yeah. snow that was like makes you tear up when it hits your eyes. Well, I wish I brought mine in. Out, out there the were field. tears on your face, oh, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> along with other bodily fluids. 
I'm going to scoot a little bit closer to Ryan. Now. Oh, man. Well, at least Ryan's closed his legs now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. People are going to want to see. New area, yeah. Get a photo up on the Instagram for this. Uh, Short shorts. <laughs> you run one one half Iron Man, and you decide you're just going to start wearing girls' shorts. <laughs> That's all it takes, man. Because he got the best legs in the room. More, more air. It. No. <laughs> it's all about not, being able to uh, move. It's free, yeah, it's freedom to move. It's not restrictive. We're yeah. off topic here. Yeah. <laughs> so we we did the same game as, as yesterday. Today we just kind of played the played the map game. and. and I mean, these are places the we've looked of, at before that we wanted to hit, but we had never been in this particular spot today. Yeah. So after... Some onyx navigating on some roads and trying to figure out how to get to this spot because it's surrounded by private. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's tricky. I mean, the tricky. onyx makes it easy in Brr. theory, but uh, you know, <laughs> still, yeah, some of those roads that look like they're accessible really aren't. They're gated and locked. Ga- yeah, yeah. A lot of the county roads become privately maintained out here, and so there's no access on a, on that kind of road. But we we found our way over to a, a little kind of secluded piece in between a bunch of private where. Uh, we could maybe get some eyes on some deer, and we did. We located. As soon as we popped out deer. there, saw like eight does bedded in some trees. Just no bucks, no shooters, anyway. Little. Yeah. Little yeah guys. After messing around for a while, checking some other little pockets of trees, we went back and kind of looked into some other trees in that general vicinity of the first group of does, and we started picking out probably like fifty head of freaking deer. Yeah, all throughout that, they're just bedded in one, this one stand of trees that was. <clears throat> Otherwise, just sagebrush flats. And there was nothing buck-wise other than, like, the biggest was a little forky. Two point. I tried to get Jeff to shoot him, too. We sat there for a while and froze our butts off. We did. By t- when we were both shaking, we decided it was time to leave. And so right then, though, too, the snow came back, started snowing pretty good. Visibility disappeared in, like, minutes. Yeah. It's like when I showed up. So we jumped back in the truck and I had no clue where Andrew and Ryan were. I tried to text them earlier, didn't get anything, so I figured they were out of service. So we jumped in the truck, called Ian, and found out he was here. And where he was planning on going happened to be the our last plan for the evening, which was a lower piece of land, actually, where Ian and I harvested last year. Yep. And, and Ryan. And Ryan. And you, that's there you killed your doe, your button buck week ago right mm-hmm. kind oh, of yeah. four, area, deer, so. four deer in two years wow so this is lower lying and it hadn't been socked in yet the storm was holding higher and so we for visibility purposes it was like well this is our last effort ditch effort to try to find something so <clears throat> we met up with ian and his dad and we all hiked into this spot incidentally it was fairly close to the spot that we saw the does in so uh, we we decided to just shoot up here for the last, I don't know, what did we have, an hour and a half before dark and yep. see if we could spot anything and get lucky. But I, I, I went one way. McCade, Ian, and his dad went another way on the other side of the canyon. Just circling this canyon. We just tried to get up on top to see if there was anything to be seen with the, with the glass. And uh, I kind of dropped over the ridge a little bit, and a group of deer... Uh, jumped out of the bottom. I don't know if they saw me, if someone else was in the area, but by the time I saw them, they were hustling up the hillside. 
and they were they were going through an area that was private bordering the BLM that we were on and I just kind of watched them pulled up my my rifle scope and saw that there was a really nice buck with probably 15 does going up the hillside he was a, a just kind of a a wide buck good mass wide shooter buck but he was he was out of range he was on private land so I just kind of watched him disappear over the hillside he was kind of running towards another piece of uh public land that bordered the private and it's it's like a checkerboard out here it's crazy the way that the the borders and the lines meet up and and crisscross and intersect but totally cut in half right <clears throat> it's crazy piece of piece of private running between two pieces of blm and there's no way to get across it without trespassing so you have to go around the long way and yeah. but I, I knew these deer were headed for for public but i wasn't gonna go clear around and take the long way to get to him i'd never i never would have made yeah. it it would, it would would have been dark so i I dropped back over and met up with these guys and told them what i saw and we kind of came to the conclusion that well we're not very far up here all we'd have to do is run down to the truck drive up the roadways and see if we can intersect them again it was kind of a long shot we just wanted to see if we could at the at the minimum relocate them yeah. for the morning and yeah. we literally ran down the mountain and jumped in yeah the trucks. literally like yeah, you guys once cruised. we decided it was like okay let's go <laughs> yeah my and dad we, and i were hang, hanging back and we were coming down but I, I couldn't move as fast as you guys were he and i were slipping we I'm were on. running I don't, know, yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't think we could have done it faster if we'd have had downhill skis <laughs> we yeah, were you guys were way down there that's nuts i kept looking back and i was like i don't see him just like well do we wait Nah, let's go shoot them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right. Yeah, I kept thinking, I hope they don't wait for us because we're not going to be. I could see the distance, you know, between us, and I knew that we weren't going to be down there fast enough. So I, I'm glad you didn't wait. So, I mean, we're at this point 20, 15, 20 minutes before the sun's going down. Before, by t- when we parked. Yeah. Yeah. We have to go. Right. So I was and like, it was, it was just kind of a guess. Like, uh, I think we went far enough. Looks like on the map, we're. We're well, back to where the public land is, so and it looked like an, a, a more accessible yeah. spot along the road to get up there. there, there but was basically, it was a swag. It was a silly, wild ass guess on where these bucks would have been. <laughs> 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 and uh, so we jumped out and started heading up the hill to see if we could get to a spot where we could throw the binos up and see anything. And as soon as we got onto this bench, McKay goes, "There's some deer! There's some deer! There are bucks! Wait, there's a buck!" Oh, that's a good buck. Shoot that buck. <laughs> <laughs> like snowing, lights fading. He's like, give me a range, give me a range. I'm like, hang on. So I range like 460. Range again, nothing. Range again, 460 something. I'm like, all right, he's 460-ish. 460, Jeff. So Wait, wait. What's my dope? I got to dial out my scope. No, there's no time. Like this, he's buck, going up over the hill. Yeah, this buck's working up. He's right up in this pocket near the top of this ridge, like just this total little bowl. And he starts working his way up, not running or anything, just mm-hmm. working his way up, yeah. walking up. And I'm like, "You're gonna lose this buck. Shoot him! He was Shoot him!" Probably only fifty yards from the the ridge where he would have disappeared over the top. Okay. And right before he gets to the top, we could see his antlers skylined, but his body he turned. Yeah. Was perfectly broadside. I was like, "Shoot that buck!" <laughs> so I, I gave my best guess on holdover and squoze one off. And of course, every time you shoot, you lose track of what's going on in your scope. The next thing I know, Kate goes, "You hit him! You hit him! He kicked like a mule!" I'm like, "You're full of crap." 
<laughs> Dude, I did not hit that deer. That, that buck jumped, did the whole hunched up jump, front legs off the ground, back legs straight out like a freaking bucking horse. Yeah. And he just, as soon as his feet touched the ground, he bolted to the right. And there was only 15 feet before he disappeared behind the the other ridge. ridge. So we couldn't see anything. We're losing light. Yeah. We think we hit a buck. And it's snowing like crazy. Right. So I'm like, I got, I threw a headlamp in my pocket. Jeff, run up there. I'll stay here for like, to, um, so we can look and see. You know, I can tell you. Try wh- to guide where me into where we, yeah, where he was when we hit. For him. reference, that's the word I was looking for. Anyway, I boogied up there. Not a lot of light left to see in the first place. And no, the snow was picking up. And the snow's laying down on top of the tracks that he would have made. Not seen any blood, not seen any tracks. Um, so I came back down, regrouped with everybody. Well, so yeah, and while you're up there looking for tracks and blood, Cade comes down to the truck, and my dad and I, by now, had gotten to our truck and come up to your truck. So we're sitting there waiting in case you needed backpacks. Cade comes down, Jeff just shot a deer, so we all grab our stuff and head up to where you shot from, and that's when you met up with us. Yeah, we could see your yeah. light coming down the hill. You're like, we're, I'm coming back down. We're like, uh-oh. <laughs> so yeah. my my thought was, I'm not seeing anything. I don't want to push him any further, but I, I don't know what tracks to follow. I got down to regroup, but the discussion ended up being, it's snowing, it's getting dark. We're going to lose any any ability to track him by by tomorrow morning. So the four of us ran up there, did our best effort to try to See if we could see any sign of which direction he had gone or the blood tracks or... filled in so fast. You could yeah. tell that Our they tracks. were made today. Our and besides that, yeah. there there were a ton of deer up there. I mean, there were tracks everywhere. There was, it wasn't just one set of deer's tracks. Yeah, we did like a wall, sort of four of us spaced out and, and really combed that whole hillside. And really, basically in the dark with headlamps. In the dark with headlamps, but we did give it a good shot for. An hour, maybe, I guess. I got freaking turned around with, like, snow blindness with my freaking headlamp bouncing off snow. Yeah. I, fr- I didn't even know which way was which anymore. Yeah, all the snow coming down, that was, <clears throat> was hard to see. Honestly, without Onyx, I would have been super lost. Oh, yeah. I would have not. I'm glad you guys dropped pins from where you shot and where the trucks were. and So, anyway, tomorrow we're going to go back. Give it our our best effort to see if we can't locate that buck. Yep. Find him somewhere just on top of the ridge. Tines up. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Probably ten yards from where all our tracks were. Yep. Fingers crossed. It's been a, an eventful two days. We've seen a lot of good deer. So we got in from that. Took us forever to drive in the snowstorm. I don't know how you guys had. We we got out of control for a minute there. Was Jeff was like scary. driving in reverse for part of the way. I don't know. We, was, we did fine. Driving like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you're not first, you're last. We were moseying, man. Moseying. But uh, we made it. Yeah, we fishtailed quite a bit, actually. At one point, out of control. But regained. We had a little bit we of that earlier four, today. Came home. Came home to Andrew cooking up some rockfish casserole. Freaking awesome. Which brings us to this point. Which brings us to now. So, I'm sure we'll have more stories. We're all pretty freaking tired, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> We're zoning out. All right, then. I guess till next time. Thanks for tuning in.